awesome day that God has given us. This is wonderful. Amen. And God brought you here today safely, safe and sound. And he has a mighty word for you. And some of y'all, even in this word, you're going to say, wait a minute. You know, God, you've been looking, you, you've been looking down on me. You've been in my business. And you know, it's always a good thing when God is in your business because he wants the best for us. I said he wants the best for us. And, and so there's a word from the Lord for you today in this place. And now I, I would like to go to Matthew chapter 13. Verses 24 through 30. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We're getting ready to pray in a, uh, in, in a bit. Uh, but as we, we go to another level and as this church goes to another height, uh, you know, I, I, I'm just excited that all of you in front of me are a part of what God is getting ready to do in here. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, don't you miss this. Don't you miss this. I mean, you're here for a reason today. Don't miss what God has for you. He knows you better than you know yourself. Husband and wife, God knows your spouse better than you know. And he has something special in store for you. I'm excited about it. My God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you and we bless your name in this place today. And we give you glory. We give you praise and we give you honor. We thank you. And we're honored and humbled for what you have in store for us. And, Lord, certainly today, even no more, we roll out the red carpet for you, our soon-coming king. We thank you for it right now. And even now, Lord, you're the king of our soul, and we bless your name for it right now. Stir up this place today. Let your Holy Spirit permeate throughout this place, Lord. Oh, my God, let it go into the deepest places of our hearts the places where we've needed to be changed for a long time. We ask that you move right now. Thank you for answered prayers today. Thank you for answered dreams. We thank you for answered vision. In Jesus' name we pray. Let everyone say amen. My God, my God. Matthew chapter 13, verse 24 through 30. Then we're going to Genesis chapter 50, verses 20. And I believe they'll have it up on the screen for you. Amen. So if you're writing, if you if you got it on your, your uh, uh, device, iPod, whatever you might have, iPad, just follow along with me. Bless the Lord Jesus. Matthew 13, verse 24 through 30 says this. It says, Another parable put he forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man which sowed good seed in his field. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. But when the blade was sprung up and brought forth fruit, then appeared the tares also. So the servants of the householder came and said unto him, Sir, didst not thou sow good seed in thy field? From hence then hath it tares. What are they doing here? What is this doing in my life? He said unto them, An enemy 
had done this. The servant said unto him, Will thou then that we go and gather them up? But he said, No. Nay, lest while ye gather up the tares, ye root up also the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. And in the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, Gather ye together first the tares, and bind them in bundles to burn them. But gather the wheat into my barn. Thank you, Lord. Genesis chapter 50, verse 20. It says this, But as for you, ye thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good, to bring to pass, as it is this day, to save much people alive. Thank you, Lord. A simple but I believe powerful topic today that God has given us is simply this. It was meant to hurt me, but it made me better. Good God Almighty. It was meant to hurt me, but it made me better. Oh, somebody, somebody feel this right now. Look at your neighbor and tell him, say, it was meant to hurt me, but it made me better. Oh, my God, my God, you may, oh. See, I, I can just about just have church right there. You may be seated if you can. It was meant to hurt me, but it made me better. How many, is anybody in here, I just want to stop right now and, and break protocol. Is, is, is there anybody in here that got that testimony? Woo, my God. It was meant to hurt me. But it made me better. Oh, my God. Now, when, when we look at this, when we look at the background of, of, of what we're looking at here with Joseph, Joseph was thrown into a pit by his brothers. His brothers were jealous of him because they knew the love that his father, Jesse, that their father, in fact, Jesse, had for Joseph. They threw him in a pit. They lied on him to his father. They humiliated, he was humiliated by his brothers, sold into slavery, slandered by the wife of Potiphar. We even talked about that this morning in Sunday school. But he was slandered by the wife of Potiphar. Yet he still stood fast. He was thrown into prison wrongfully, forgotten by the chief baker after he had interpreted a dream for him. But yet Joseph still stayed faithful. They tried to destroy him. The enemy wanted to destroy Joseph. We look, even when we look at the life of Joseph, it's the best Old Testament example of the accuracy of Romans chapter 8, verse 28, when it says, For we know all things work together for the good of them who love the Lord and those who are called according to his purpose. Oh, my God. Woo, this is good. And now, when you look at it, Joseph endured many trials and tribulations. 
And Satan had done so many things to him that were meant for bad, to destroy him, but God meant it for good. You got to realize some of the things that you went through, the reason you're not destroyed right now is because God stepped in and meant it for good. That's why the text says, but God, whoo, good God Almighty. Anybody in here glad that God butted into your life? Oh, my God. And, and so when we look at the text and we begin to look at it, it's just staggering because there's so many things that the devil throws our way that are meant to make us stop trusting God. See, that, that, that's what it's meant to do. It's meant to take us off of our battle rhythm, as they say in the military, and that, and that we will stop trusting God. These things are meant to make you feel sorry for yourself. They're meant to make you back up from God. They're meant to make you throw in the towel. They're meant to make you not trust God. They're meant to make you quit. Oh, somebody know what I'm talking about. But we see here that if we were we, just to listen at Joseph's thoughts, I believe they would go something like this. He would say, my own brothers, my own flesh and blood threw me into a pit and sold me for slavery. He would probably say, look, he said, my master's wife, the, the one who I've been faithful to, working in his home, making sure all of his affairs were taken care of, his wife set me up and said I tried to rape her. Oh, come on, somebody. If you just look at his thoughts, amen. But God was still, oh, my God, favor of, was on him, was on Joseph, and he still began to prosper. Amen, somebody. That's, why, that's when you know that the favor of God is on you, when everybody is out to take you out. Amen, but you still prosper. You still standing. Amen, somebody. Oh, my God. And so when we look at this, even him thinking about it, he said, now, the, the chief butler, I interpreted his dream. Deacon Will interpreted the dream for him. He got out of prison. He's sitting right now, oh, my God, with the king, just taking it easy and forgot all about me. Let me ask this question. Shh, ain't nobody here but us. Listen. Has anybody ever forgot about you? Let me bring it on home a little bit. That owed you money. I don't hit something. Listen, that that owed you money, but soon as they got back up on their feet, you didn't get a phone call. They didn't come by your house. No more text messages. They defriended you on Facebook. Amen, somebody. Lord have mercy. I'm going to put my own money on all that right there. Amen, somebody. Let me see that again. Is anybody in here somebody that forgot you, that you helped out when they were down? Oh, my God. But he stayed faithful to God. Now, when we look at this text here and we see all of what he went through, how many of y'all understand nobody receives a harvest without going through a conflict? There are some things that you got to go through before God begins to start to allow you, because God wants you to learn something through the trial. 
He wants you to learn something through the conflict. He wants you to learn something through the test that you go through. We, we realize that Satan is always trying to take you out. He's always trying to do something against you. He's always trying to cause division. That is his M.O. Don't think he's going to come any other way because his M.O. is to steal, kill, and destroy. That's all. Even if he's smiling at you, behind that smile, he says, I'm trying to kill you. That's his M.O. That's his resume. That's all that Satan will ever try to do to you is take you out. How many of y'all know that to be true? Amen. So when we begin to look at the story and we transcend and walk parallel with these stories and begin to look at the story of the wheat and the tear, when we read it, they turn around and they say, an enemy has done this. It's an enemy trying to mess you up. It's an enemy trying to take you out. It's an enemy trying to destroy you. Sometimes we blame people instead of the root of the problem. Amen, somebody. Said an enemy has done this. The reason that the enemy tries to sow these type of seeds that we call tear. This evil, because the enemy knows that when you sow whatever you sow, that is what you reap. Whatever you sow, that's what comes up. Whatever you plant in your children, come on somebody, that's what comes up. And many times it comes up at an inopportune time. And the thing about it is, be careful of what other things and other devices and other people are sowing into your children. Be careful of what the TV is sowing into your children. Be careful what is sowing into you. Amen, somebody. An enemy has done this. This is why we have such violence on TV right now. Satan, know, Satan knows exactly what he's doing. He's sowing seed. He's sowing seed. And then we wonder why the crimes are getting more violent. If you look at the TV shows, the things that they, they're trying to expose you to are more violent. Folk will just come and they'll just, boom, shoot you in the head and just walk off. Why? Because it's the enemy sowing seed. Oh, come on, somebody. He's sowing seed because they produce after their own kind. And sometimes we wonder, why did this crazy stuff jump up in my family? Where did it come from? Who planted this? And then all of a sudden, you're just like the man in the field. He said, what? wait a minute. Did not I sow good seeds? Oh, come on, somebody. Did not I sow good seeds in the ground? That's why you can't let anybody keep your kids. They're so sometimes. Wait a minute. I, that's not what I sow. That's not what I sow. And all of a sudden, Master said, hold on. He said, an enemy has done this. Look at your neighbor and said, an enemy did it. An enemy did it. Oh, my God enemy did it. See, the thing about it is, the enemy will have you fighting against one another over something he did. Oh, my God. How many times do you find yourself fighting or at odds at someone else over something that the enemy did? Oh, my God. So, I, I, there's four points I want to give you. The first point is simply this. 
some things were planted by the enemy. That's the first thing I want you to get. If you don't, and, and, and some of it was planted at a young age. Sometimes it don't even come out that you get married. And all of a sudden, all kind of stuff. So wait a minute, what? Where did this come from? I didn't see this when we were dating. I didn't see this when we were dating. We, we dated for two years. But I didn't see this. Now we see the seeds coming up. What have you allowed to come up in your life? That's causing you problems now. Good God. Jesus. Because you look at this, everyone has a conflict in the garden that we have to deal with. But here's the thing. And this is the thing that, that, that really got them because sometimes it's unexpected. They did not expect this. They did not expect this to come up in the garden. You got to be careful what your eyes and your ear gate are receiving because many times it's going down into your soul, into your deepest being, and all of a sudden, at an unopportune time, it comes out. Unexpected. Sowed some good seeds. That's why the Bible says, think it not strange when these fiery darts come against you. Because in your garden, as you're cultivating your life, you'll find some things will pop up at an unopportune time. But what you got to understand, when the enemy tries to bring it up, you got to understand it's a sign that God has called you into something. Because if he had not, the enemy would not be trying to stop you. Oh, my God. How many know you've been called into something by God? Ten of y'all. Anybody else know that you've been called into something by God? And so, if, if see, you got to understand, if I wasn't getting ready to come into a great harvest, it wouldn't come against me. All of a sudden, you know, when everything going good, the phone rang. When everything going, going good, here comes the crazy text message. When everything going good, all of a sudden, the letter come in the mail. When everything's going good, all of a sudden, your in-laws call. Now, don't y'all take that the wrong way. <laughs> Amen, somebody. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, it pops up. And that's why he asked the question. He said, did we not sow good seed in the field? Where did this come from? Have you ever been going through life? So, let me talk to the parents a minute. Have you ever been going through something and your kid does something that just takes you back and you say, where in the world? That did not come from this house. 
you want to do them like they used to do Bugs Bunny and just turn them upside down and shake and see what else is in there. Because you said that didn't come from this house. That just didn't come. Where did that come from? He said, because we sowed good seeds. We prayed with you at night. I mean, we, we read scriptures with you at night. We talked to you as the word says. And where did that come from? Well, we got to pray for our schools. When we send them off to school, we got to pray for them. We got, we got to make sure, don't take it for granted. Number two, God wants you to see his power in your problem. In the midst of it, he wants to show you how strong he is. In the midst of it, he wants to let you know, I can still bring you out. Sometimes God, God allows you to get in trouble just so he can show you how strong he is. Good God of mine. So understand it because some of you sitting there, you say, well, Bishop, I've, I've done all that I know to do, and this thing just popped up just out of nowhere. Sometimes God allows it so he can bring you out. So he can show you how good he is, how much he loves you. Because the thing about it is, you will never learn the integrity that God has placed in you until you run into some conflict. That's when you're brought to a crossroad and you got to say, okay, either I do what God has called me to do or I try to take these matters in my own hand. That's when what's on the inside. And sometimes we have to go through things for God to show us. This is the power. This is the strength I put in you. That's why we find ourselves saying, I can't take another day of this. I can't take a week go by. I can't take another day of this. A whole month go by. I can't take another day of this. And a year gone by. And you see that you made it because God has strengthened you. Oh, come on, somebody. My God, my God. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And so you have to understand that because, you know, one thing that I love is among the thorns, every now and then you'll find a beautiful rose. Isn't it something that something like a rose bush, amen, would also be covered with thorns? Because it lets you know that even though there's some thorns on this thing, every now and then you're going to find a rose. God's going to brighten the day up. Amen, somebody. Woo, glory to God. That's why I love God. He's so good because he wants to teach us, amen, how to have faith in a moment. Amen. There's something that happened in your life when the car is swerving. You ain't got time to get deep talking about Lord above. Amen. The greatest Lord I know. You better say, Lord, help me right now. Hey, oh, Lord, come in right now. You ain't got time to be pretty. He wants us to learn, amen, how. To even in the conflict, see his power. Many of us don't see his power because we quit too soon. Let me set on that right there a moment. Some of us, we quit too soon. We quit before we see the miracle. We quit before we see the miraculous. I mean, the miracle's right around the corner, but we quit too soon. You got to get to the place where there's no quit in you. Oh, I, I, I prayed that prayer. I said, God, let there be no quit in me. Whatever I go through, let me go through the victory. Let me go through to see your miracle. At least last long enough to see God take out your enemy. Oh, come on up in here, somebody. 
Someone said, every time you see some folk, amen, my brother, every time you see some folk, they're beginning again. You would not, oh my God, you would not have to begin again so many times if you stopped quitting so much. Oh my God. Some of y'all, oh. you got to stay in this thing. High five somebody say, hang in there. You would have been further along if you wasn't to quit. You would have had your degree if you hadn't to quit. You would have had to try to, oh my God. You would have had to start over again if you hadn't quit. God wants us to get where there's no quit in us. Some people, you know, you get around some folks and say, yeah, if I'd have done this, if I'd have stayed in there a couple of years ago, I'll tell you, I'd have been right now. If I, if I, just stop quitting. Hang in there. Hang in there with that marriage. Amen, somebody. Amen. As long as you ain't sleeping there over the bed with a knife, you about to quit over a little argument. You about to quit over just a little stuff. Oh, come on, somebody. What are you about to quit? What are you about to throw the towel in over? I mean, you'll be shocked the stuff that, that people try, people getting ready to throw the towel. You want to look at the game. And she wants to look at law and order. And y'all about to divorce over that. I got to see that episode tonight with a game on. Now you want to quit. Judge asked you, well, what, what, what y'all doing here? What led to this? Well, at 9 o'clock, <laughs> law and order. <laughs> well, sir, the game was coming on at that time, too, and, you know, and that's going to determine whether or not my team get into the championship. What in the world? Buy a new TV and settle the whole thing. Don't let the devil tell you. Oh, come on. Somebody give God some praise up in here. You got to get some wisdom about this thing. Stop quitting all the time. Y'all, listen to me. I want everybody to, pre to repeat after me. Say, Lord, put no quit in me. Put no quit in me. High five your neighbor said, there's no quitting in me. There's no quitting up in me. When God put me on it, I'm going to be on it to the end. There's no quit. Woo! Glory to God. There's no quit in me. My God. Every time you run into something, folks, they quitting something, getting on something. They quitting something, getting on it. You know, and you've been like, where, 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 where you at this week? Learn how to hang in there. Learn how to hang in there. The, see, the thing about it is, you leave school, you leave class before class is over. God is trying to take you to another level. He had your diploma in his hand. He had your robe, and your, your cap and gown, everything. He was getting ready, and then you quit. That's why you have not graduated. Because you quit. Before, that's why he told, oh, my God. He said, wait a minute, don't quit. There's something in this. I know the tear has been sold. Don't, 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 just stay right there because I got something for you. Don't, don't let go. That's why, listen to this. 
That's why when 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 they begin, they said that they 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 put the chair there. They sold it amongst the wheat. And 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 one of the servants said, you know, shall, shall we shall we pull up the chair? He said, no, nope, stop. Let it alone. That's my next point right there. Leave it alone. So you about to quit. Leave it alone and stay on track. He said, no, nope, stop. Leave it alone. No, nope, no, nope, you because you you got to understand. See. God is a skill for surgery. You'll go in there. See, let, let me tell you something. God knows how to remove the cancer and leave the kidney. You will go in there and cause bilateral damage because you go in there and try to do it your own way by your own skill and you're going to mess around and somebody going to get killed at the same. Because the thing about it is, let me show you something right here. That's what, let me, let me show you why he said let it alone. This thing is so powerful. It just, whoo, my God. And I didn't even see this. I preached this text many times. But when God gave me this message, he said, let me show you something right here. Now, when you, you have the tear there and you have the wheat, normally the wheat has a shallow root. Has a shallow root. But here comes the tear. The tear causes conflict. But what happened, you know, the scriptures, and if you read on down, you'll find out that it, it tells you that the tear represents the children of the enemy, the children of the wicked one. That's why we cut that out when you're talking about we all God's children. No, we're not. It said the tear represents the children of the wicked one, the one that's bothering you. But, it, but God showed me, he said, let me show you, it, and when you look at this tear, how it makes you stronger. Because when the tear is, is planted in with the wheat, that root of the tear goes in and wraps around the root of the wheat. That's why he said, don't pull it up. Because if you pull it up, it, it, even if you pull up the tear at that particular time, you're going to pull up some wheat. You're going to pull up some good stuff. So he says, leave it there because when that root wraps around the root of the wheat, it makes the wheat strong. So when the storms come and try to blow, oh, somebody getting it down, and, and try to blow the wheat over because of the conflict because that it has gone through, it makes you stronger. So any wind can't come and blow you over anymore because of what you went through with that joker bothering you, it made you stronger. It, when the wind came, you, why? Because that joker made you stronger. It was meant to hurt you, but it made you better. Somebody shout for Lara up in here. Woo! Woo! If it had never been planted when the storm came, it would have blew me over because I was too much too shallow. I was immature, even though I loved God. But because of the conflict, because of the test, because of the trial, because of what came against me, now when the storm comes, I might blow over, but I always pop back up. Why? Because my foundation. Woo! My God, my God. If you get this, just give God a praise right now. 
How, how fast somebody said, that's why God didn't move it. That's why, touch two more people say, that's why God didn't move it. That's why he didn't move it. That's why he didn't move it. That's why he didn't. Some, some of these couples out here, you wouldn't even be together now if you hadn't been through some conflicts. Oh, my God. Been through hell and back. Well, count it out. The devil counted you out. But you popped back up. At one time, just couldn't see the top of your head. But when you went through that trial, you popped back up. How many of y'all popped back up? Give God some glory. Woo! Everybody that popped back up, just jump up one time. Just let the devil know. I popped back up. You thought you had me. What you, oh my God. It was meant to kill me. It was meant to destroy me. But it made me better. Woo! Good God about it. Somebody that had been through some stuff, and you know what I'm talking about. There were times you didn't know if you were going to make it, but you let it alone. Let it alone. He said, leave it alone. Leave it alone, because I'm getting ready to share something with you. The reason I said, leave it alone. He said, leave it alone. Touch your neighbor and say, leave it alone. See, some of y'all want to fight back, but leave it alone. I know the text message made you mad, but leave it alone. I know the phone call made you mad, but leave it alone. I know your boss made you mad, but leave it alone. I know your employee made you mad, but leave it alone. Leave it alone. I mean, God's got this. Leave it alone. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. You will not have to fight in this battle. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. Woo! Leave it alone. My God, my God. Somebody give God some praise up in here. Who am I talking to in here? Amen. Leave it alone. Oh. Mm. See, because of what you went through in your life, that's what's going to help you endure until the time of separation. Since that's going to help you endure until the time of situation. God said you've been through some mess. Even on last week, he said you went through some stuff. But he said if you stand, if you just keep on standing, he said just leave it alone. Leave it alone. See, you remember what you would do in your past, what you would have done. But God said leave it alone. Leave it alone. He said I got it. Leave it alone. Woo. I'm telling you, God can pay folk back better than you ever could. Oh, my God. Just leave it alone. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. Oh, my God. So whew, when you look at the text, God said, leave it alone. In other words, he said, let both of them grow together. Because your growth is going to be different. Oh, it's going to be different in the growth of your enemy. Your enemy is going to only grow to realize you're unstoppable with God. <laughs> but you're going to grow in God, knowing that God, it is true. For we know all things. <laughs> Work together for the good of them that love the Lord and those who are called according to his purpose. Now, listen to this. This is my last point. Now, you got to get this. This is the reason why he said, let it alone. Well, why, Bishop? I'm getting ready to tell you. 
Nothing that the enemy does will abort the plan of God that God has for you. Nothing that the enemy does will abort the plan that God has for you. Well, Bishop, what, 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 what's going on when the enemy comes against us? I'm glad you asked. You're the only one that can abort it. As long as you stay on track with where God has you going, there's nothing that the enemy does that can abort the plan that God has for you. They tried to abort the plan. The enemy tried real hard to abort the plan of Joseph. Look at all the hell that Joseph went through. But because he stayed with God, when he was in the pit, he stayed with God. When he was in Potiphar's house, he stayed with God. When he was lied on, he stayed with God. I mean, sold as a slave, y'all, stayed with God. Thrown in prison, stayed with God. Lied on, stayed with God. Forgot about, stayed with God. Somebody else might forget you, but God won't. <laughs> he stayed with God the whole time because the enemy was, was, was trying to get Joseph to say, look, all this stuff I've been through, God, forget this. I'm where I quit. Some of y'all, why do you, why would you quit what God calls, called you to when he already said, I would never leave you nor forsake you? Ain't nothing stronger than me. Realizing whatever you do, you, you do go through, that's what God allowed to make you stronger. So when the storm comes, you can still stand. Everything that Joseph went through, all it did was made him strong. <laughs> Woo! And so we look and we see now when we go back and, and we begin to look at the field, at the wheat and the tail. Now we see that God says, I'm getting ready to move. Now, look at the order. Now, you got to see this. <laughs> look at the order in which he moved. He comes in and he said, I'm getting ready. I'm going to remove the tear first. And I'm going to bind them in bundles to be burned. When you see God move your enemy, out of the way, when God moves your enemy out of your life, that's when you know that the harvest is getting ready to come. Right at the nick of time, when it's harvest time, God will move your enemy out of the way. That's when you know I'm getting ready to walk into my harvest. But I stayed put. I stayed there. And I grew as God wanted me to grow. I didn't get off track. I stayed right there. Now it's harvest time. High five. Somebody says harvest time, baby. It's harvest time. Good God Almighty, it's harvest time. That makes somebody happy right there because it's harvest time. Well, I'm about to hit y'all. I'm about to have y'all to hit that track again. I smile. Amen, somebody. Whoa, we know now it's harvest time. Good God Almighty. Because what does God want us to see? He wants us to understand that He can bless, he can bless you in a hostile environment. Whoa, ain't it bad, somebody? He can bless you in a hostile environment. 
Doesn't matter what's going on. It'll be heaven over there around you. There can be fights going on all around you. But when they, when, when, when they come over your way, you'll be like, I smile. <laughs> well, amen. Everything going good right over there where I am. Amen. My God, when you stay on track with God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Woo. Go ahead and hit it one time. Go ahead and hit it one, hit it one good time. Amen. When you get it, just stop playing it. Amen. I'm going to give God one big smile. I love Anybody love him in here? Oh, my God, I love you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Woo. That's why I smile right there every day. Sunshine in a hostile environment. Yeah. Because there's a promise in that thing, y'all. said, I almost, I almost, but I didn't. Aren't you glad you hung on? Woo! That's why I can say this. Come on, somebody. Come on up in here. Well, anybody going to get up and groove with me right here? Because I smile right here on that spot right there. I've been through some stuff, y'all. I'm just not talking from the hip. That's why I smile. Whoop, yeah. Uh, come on, say Yeah. Look at your neighbor and say, you look so much better when you smiling, child. You look so much better. I seen you mad. I seen you down. I seen you messed up. But now I'm smiling because it's a new day. There's some sunshine up in here. Married couples, there's some sunshine coming. Woo! My God, my God. When you driving home, you need to just smile. Yes, sir, in the name of Jesus. Ain't it good, y'all? That's what we're talking about. I feel it in my toe right now. Yeah. That's my spot right there. I almost gave up, but I didn't. Give it to me one more time. Kick it. I smile. Yeah. Woo. It said, even though I hurt in conflict, I still smile. <laughs> See, when you start moving, that's when you feel it. That's because you're making it personal right now. Somebody, y'all might be sitting there, but your toe going. Yes, sir. Woo, that's it. That's it. Cut it. Somebody put your hands together right there. Put your hands together. Just in the nick of time, he snatched you out. Everybody's standing all over this building. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We're going to go home smiling today. Woo! Come on, somebody. That's what it's about right there. Oh, my God. Sometimes when you, when you come into church, if you can just make it to the house. If you can, everything might have jumped off that week, but if I jump more, if I get my foot in the, in the door. Woo! Because I know if I can do that, I'll leave smiling. I leave smiling. <laughs> yes, sir. Woo. You know, there's a scripture in the Bible, and you can remain standing. But it says, 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 10 says, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind. Nor thieves, nor covenants, 
no drunkards, no revelers, no extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. But then it goes on, it says, but God says, ye are washed, ye are sanctified, ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus. Because it says such were some of you. <laughs> See, all of us used to be in that first list, and then we come over to God. Such were some of you. And it's because of a lot of the stuff that we went through. After we came out, see, when you come out, many times folk don't want to let you out. <laughs> they don't want to let you up. When they get the news, they get the bad news about, about you. They want to hold you to it. They don't want to let you out. <laughs> but tell your name, I'm coming out anyway. <laughs> Woo, I'm coming out anyway. <laughs> because with God, I'm unstoppable. <laughs> Woo. Uh, you know, I, I'm so happy right now. I'm laughing, but I want to cry. God is so good. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. My God. He can do something in your life that you, you, you cry because you know you're not supposed to be here. But God, in the end, Joseph became the deputy, <laughs> Pharaoh, second in command of the country. He was able to save his family from destruction. Not only that, he restored, through all of that, God restored the relationship with him and his brothers. Restored the relationship. That last, when somebody do you like that, it makes you want to murder one of your brothers. But when you stay on track with God, that, that's why God would give you a peace that passes understanding. Because he had changed you from, from the inside out. <laughs> See, that's why you, 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 you don't leave. You don't leave the ball game until the buzzer blows. You don't leave until the last second has ticked off your clock. Come on, somebody. You don't leave until the fat lady has sung. You don't leave until the last call is made. You don't leave until the home team gets up the bat. Come on, somebody, because you don't know what's going to happen. But, and you, but you understand with God, you know it doesn't matter. Oh, my God, you're going to win. You're going to win. That's why you don't need to say anything. Just leave it alone. They can't stop what God has for you. Can't stop your blessing. Can't stop the favor. Look at all the things that Joseph went through. Favor was still on his life. It's something when favor is on your life as a slave. And the owner of the house gives you run of the house. When favor is on your life in the prison. You're in the prison, but they put you in charge. I thought the jailer's supposed to be in charge. They put you in charge. Then when you get out of all that. They put you in charge. Pharaoh put him in charge of territory. Because favor is on your life. The favor of God is on your life. You can't go down. You can't lose. You know why? Because God has the last say. Give God a hand praise in here. He has the last say, son.